broadcasting from the heart of Middle Tennessee. We're covering the 2019 NFL Draft. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And yeah, we got the NFL Draft front and center this week. We've got a lot of good information. In just a few minutes, we'll recap round one. We've got round two and three going on tonight. But Thursday night, what an amazing night in downtown Nashville. Some say 150, some say 200,000 people braved the rain and came out and had a great time at the draft. And then they had fireworks after. It was a great showcase for Metro Nashville and Middle Tennessee, the 2019 NFL draft. We've got the recap coming up in just a few minutes. You don't want to miss that. We'll have sports later in the hour besides the NFL draft when we welcome in Cleve Marsh with Out in the South with Cleve Marsh. It's Marshland with Cleve, and he's going to have a very special guest. John Gardenshire is going to join Cleve from Swampest, South Carolina, and they're going to talk a little hunting and fishing in the swampland of South Carolina and the rest of the South. You don't want to miss that outdoors conversation with Cleve Marsh. It's Marshland coming up later this hour. In hour two, we're going to have a tribute to Zydeco music. It's Buckwheat Zydeco and their song Hot Tamale Baby will get our weekend going on the right foot. And uh, I say, whatever they say in Cajun. Yeah, we're going to have that at hour two as long as well as a guy, guy from right here in the middle Tennessee area that made a couple of hits back 25 years ago. David Lee Murphy is going to be by with his usual two pack of great songs. All that at the start of hour two. We'll have hashtag hullabaloo. Then we've got some news on new movies hitting theaters this weekend. And we'll close it all out with from Dixie with love all right here on y'all as we are still in Nashville on this final day of the work week, covering the NFL draft, but also having a darn good time. And if you want to have a darn good time, we encourage you to pick up that old telephone and holler at us. Even when we're in Nashville, it's very easy to do it. All you got to do is call 803-816-1170. You can call, you can text, same number, same result. You share your input with us, and we share it with all y'all. 803-816-1170. Our website is y'all.com. I also want to remind you, we have some awesome apps that you can put on your phone and check out the Y'all Show at your leisure. It's on the TuneIn Radio app. Y'all is on the iHeartRadio app. And if you have a smartphone that's an iPhone or an iPad, you can get the Apple Podcast app and subscribe to the Y'all Show free of charge. Just search Y'all Show. It's right there. And you can listen anytime you want. And you can go back to the more than 200 episodes of the Y'all Show that we've done since last summer so so easy for you to be able to connect to us here on the y'all show all right let's get into the headlines real quick before we turn it back to the nfl draft talk and we had a deadly outbreak of storms on thursday in parts of the south a tornado killed two people when it went through ruston louisiana there in the north end of louisiana and trees went into houses roofs were ripped off of buildings and it caused Louisiana Tech University to have to cancel classes. A big-time devastation there in the north end, like we said, around Ruston. I think it's Lincoln Parish is where that is. And a mother and son were killed when a tree fell on their home in Ruston. And during a news conference, the governor of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, identified the victims as Kendra Butler, who's 35, and her 14-year-old son, Remington Butler, who was a high school freshman. Those two deaths there in Lincoln Parish, Louisiana. And those storms moved on into Mississippi on Thursday. And just really, really bad weather throughout Louisiana 
and also into Mississippi and more. And I saw a tweet sent out by Louisiana Tech's Athletics Department. They said their student athletes and student body are safe, which is a main concern, but they're in shock over the devastation to the city and to the campus. And I saw photos, it looks like, of the Louisiana Tech baseball stadium, and they got a lot of lot of damage there in Ruston, Louisiana, with that damage on Thursday. Keep all your thoughts. And there's video also of that tornado working its way through Lincoln Union and Morehouse parishes in Louisiana before it crossed the Mississippi River and went on into Mississippi. But again, we're at that time of year in the April to getting close to May time period where you're going to see, unfortunately, more and more tornadoes. Remember, it was in April that the awful tornado system hit Tuscaloosa and Birmingham several years back. The governor of Kentucky is appearing to blame a shooting on a teacher sick out. The Republican governor there is Matt Bevan. And there was a shooting on Thursday of a young girl and with a school closing caused by teachers who called in sick at a rally at the state capitol. And the governor, he is ramping up his feud with some education groups as he runs for reelection as teachers in Kentucky are using sick days to mobilize at the state house. And that's caused some school district to have to close. And that's become a frequent target of Governor Bevan. And on Thursday, at remarks at the Louisville Rotary Club, the governor appeared to double down on these connections between kids missing school and these teacher protests. Because what happened was, Bevan made comments connecting the shooting of a seven-year-old girl to a sick out by teachers as he answered a question about how to reduce gun violence. He told a luncheon crowd that more needs to be done to promote gun safety. Here was his quote. One thing you didn't hear almost anything about is while we had people pretending to be sick when they weren't sick and leaving kids unattended to or in situations that they should not have been in, a little girl was shot by another kid because they were somewhere that they weren't intended to because the parent didn't have any option. Indirectly making that connection that the young girl was shot because she should have been in school. I, I don't have any more info on the minor. I don't know the name. Hopefully her condition has improved. But yeah, these sick outs. And I know they've had issues in South Carolina also. One school district in South Carolina has closed a day this week because of these so-called teacher sick outs. Now to North Carolina in Hillsboro there, two men face one day in jail after being found guilty of rioting damaging property and defacing a confederate monument that stood for a century on the campus of the university of north carolina's chapel hill campus and the state district judge on thursday found raul jimenez and sean flynn jimenez guilty in the toppling of the unc monument nicknamed silent sam they were assessed a 500 dollar fine and community service and again sent to a one-day sentence for taking this monument down and i would say destroying it if you saw any of the photos of that thing kind of strange that you would have one day's jail for destruction like that all right to north carolina and if you were around fort bragg this week and the power went out 
and it went out for a couple hours and you thought maybe it was weather related maybe you thought something had happened with the grid it turns out that the power outage that lasted for hours was part of an unannounced training exercise at fort bragg which is a humongous military installation there in the eastern portion of north carolina and fort bragg officials issued a statement on thursday saying the base purposely cut power throughout the entire installation to quote identify shortcomings in our infrastructure operations and security and the officials said they didn't announce the exercise so that they could test people's quote real world reactions to the type of problems caused by such events as cyber attacks well that makes sense but the problem with fort bragg is they got about fifty-two thousand soldiers on fort bragg and imagine all the civilian personnel that work there and i assume there's also housing at fort bragg and that had to be quite quite a shock to a lot of people to be in the dark literally for several hours in south carolina they are debating maybe what's going to happen with how to execute criminals just like other states in the south who have been using lethal injection that's come under scrutiny and now lawmakers in columbia are considering legislation that would add firing squads to South Carolina's existing execution methods. The House Criminal Laws Subcommittee on Thursday approved a Senate proposal that also changes South Carolina's default execution method to the electric chair. And I grew up when the electric chair was literally cooking all the time in South Carolina and in a lot of other states, and we don't really do electric chair executions anymore gone to so-called more humane measures like lethal injection but now with all the problems they've had with that you might see a firing squad they're in south carolina right now 29 prisoners are currently on death row south carolina's last execution was may 2011 boy i guess they need to learn a lesson from texas man texas they just executed someone this week and they execute somebody in the lone star state it seems like every month at least somebody is killed tennessee also has been pretty <clears throat> quick on the trigger with execution south carolina a little bit slow here's good news but boy it was scary news coming from georgia as elementary school students are recovering from non-life-threatening injuries 10 of them 10 students recovering from non-life-threatening injuries after they were shot by a BB or pellet gun while playing outside at school. And the shots were fired at Winbroke Elementary Theme School. This is about 20 miles east of Atlanta in Stone Mountain, Georgia. And the BBs or pellets were fired, appeared to have come from a position away from the school grounds. Again, nobody seriously hurt here, but I know that had to be a scary scene there in Stone Mountain with kids, 10 of them, being shot by BBs and or pellets. Now, how about this story coming from the Sunshine State? No joke. Chris Miracle, his last name is just like the word you would expect it to be spelled like Miracle, like Miracle Whip. Chris Miracles, his family business in Baker County, Florida, it, it, well, it, it, get look what he did. He is credited with saving a woman's life early Wednesday in Mantown, Florida. His business, the family business, is the Miracle Towing and Recovery, and he was working there when he came across a woman and he was able to help save her life by plunging into a creek and doing what he calls God's work. And there he found a 77-year-old woman trapped in her vehicle that had plunged headfirst into the bank of a creek. 
and the driver had reportedly veered off a road after an apparent mishap with her medication. And Miracle was a miracle worker. The 26-year-old went in and brought the 77-year-old woman out and to safety. And she says her answer to her prayer came in a form of miracle. And again, he called it God's work. That from Baker County, Florida. That's a, that's a, that's a touching story coming from Mr. Miracle. And our last headline comes from the Magnolia State, and it comes from a guy running for a lieutenant governor who's been in an executive position and a statewide elected position in Mississippi for a number of years, Delbert Hoseman. He was speaking on the campus of the University of Mississippi this week, and he made quite a slip up talking about former U.S. Senator Thad Cochran, who served in Washington for decades for Mississippi. And Cochran is 81 years old. He got out of office last year because of health reasons, but he's very much alive. In fact, Cochran sort of lives in Oxford, which is where Hoseman made this comment. <laughs> but at a event on campus, talking to journalism students, he was asked how close he was to Cochran. And Delbert Hoseman replied, he's deceased, so I'm not real close. And these are both Republicans we're talking about. And he went on to praise Cochran's leadership using the past tense. And as I said, Dad Cochran did retire in 2018 and kind of sort of lives in Oxford. Sort of, kind of. I lived there for 16 years and never knew he lived there. I saw him one time. I don't, I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> but uh, according to his chief of staff, he's Senator Cochran is very much alive. And Hoseman ultimately made an apology he said that he made an improper comment and sincerely apologizes but putting the man in the grave when he was certainly alive and not uh not six feet under delbert hoseman needs to brush up on his fellow senators and politicians from the magnolia state perhaps when we come back on y'all we're going to talk about the 2019 nfl draft that was held well it's a three-day event and the first of three days was held last night in downtown nashville and we're here in nashville and we will have a complete recap of the first round plus we'll get some thoughts from a to z sports that's the nashville based media conglomerate that is a sister production of us here at the y'all show and boy did they have some things to say about the hometown tennessee Titans selection in the first round we'll have all that when we come right back on y'all Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com promo code 6565. Avant.com code 6565. 
This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. are back it is y'all and we are in nfl draft central 2019 welcome back we are in nashville and we're just south of downtown we haven't uh, quite gotten brave enough to go into the downtown portion for this year's nfl trap remember if you saw the kick i mean i gotta let me talk about the coverage of this thing as a guy who watched it on tv like most of you probably did what a statement for nashville of, of course one thing that really shocked me was last night's round one was not only televised a lot on the NFL network, ESPN had their crew of NFL experts doing it live on ESPN. But ABC, for four hours, had draft coverage on the actual ABC television network, over-the-air television. Robin Roberts was there. And they kind of had a college spin to the ABC production. You had your college game day crew there. The Kirk Herbstreets of the world and others like David Pollock. And I thought that was a darn amazing statement that ABC would take out four hours of primetime coverage and put that on its main channel while, yeah, it's a Disney owned company and Disney owns ESPN. And I guess they might be drawing some numbers away from ESPN by having it on the ABC. It all comes out in the wash. But it, it, at Nashville, just was it was just great. Now, part of the reason it was so great, it rained. It was a nasty night in Middle Tennessee, and the crowds, for the most part, did they stuck around and they had a a good time. You got to see celebs that showed up there. I know I saw Luke Bryant was there, and I think Taylor Swift stopped by at some point, and just just a, a lot of college football coaches in the audience like Dabo Sweeney was there you had Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma was there to support his quarterback and speaking of his quarterback Kyler Murray he was as expected picked the number one overall pick by the Arizona Cardinals the Oklahoma quarterback who also was picked in the first round of the Major League Baseball draft last year by the Oakland A's it looks like he's going to play NFL football and put his baseball future I guess in the dustbin 
But Kyler Murray goes number one. Now, let me zip through the entire NFL draft, and then we're going to go to A to Z Sports Nashville. That's our sister show for us here at the Y'all Show, and they cover all things Nashville, Middle Tennessee sports. And we want to hear what they had to say about the hometown Titans pick in the NFL draft. They got Jeffrey Simmons out of Mississippi State, and that's a very controversial pick for Tennessee. And we'll we'll kind of get A to Z Sports take on that number 19 pick in just a second. But going through the list, a lot of these have Southern connections. The number one pick again, Kyler Murray, a native of Allen, Texas, who started his college career at Texas A&M before transferring to OU. He went number one. Nick Boza of Ohio State, he went to the 49ers. Alabama's Quinnen Williams went to the New York Jets with the third pick. Cleveland Farrell of Clemson was number four to the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. Devin White of LSU went to the Tampa Bay Bucks with the fifth pick. Daniel Jones, this was a big surprise. The Duke quarterback went to the New York football Giants with the sixth pick. Maybe an heir apparent to Eli Manning there in East Rutherford. Josh Allen of Kentucky, defensive prowess there. He went to the Jacksonville Jaguars with the seventh pick. TJ Hawkinson of Iowa, tied in for them, was the eighth pick, and he went to Detroit. Ed Oliver of the Houston Cougars, which a lot of teams thought, a lot of people thought he would be the number one pick overall last year this time, but Oliver goes to the Buffalo Bills with the ninth pick. Devin Bush, he uh, went to the Steelers. He's from Michigan. And he went there after the Steelers moved up in the draft to pick him. The Alabama Crimson Tide had Jonah Williams, a great offensive tackle. He went to the Cincinnati Bengals. Rashawn Gary went to Michigan. He's a defensive end and the 12th pick there. Christian Wilkins of Clemson went to the Miami Dolphins, a defensive tackle. And he gets kind of the highlight of the night as he kind of, after he went up on stage, Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, he wanted to kind of do the whole jump up in the air and hit him on the side type deal that a lot of players do during games. And Roger Goodell didn't get the memo. It looked kind of awkward there in front of 150,000 people. Chris Lindstrom of BC, he went to the Atlanta Falcons with the 14th pick. And Ohio State QB Dwayne Haskins, who kind of grew up right outside of Washington, D.C. He doesn't have to go very far now with his pro career. The Redskins picked him with the 15th pick. Brian Burns, Florida State defensive, awesome stud. He went to the Carolina Panthers with the 16th pick. Dexter Lawrence of Clemson was another Tiger playmaker, and he went to the New York Giants with a 17th selection. Garrett Bradbury, a Clover, South Carolina native, was picked for the uh, center, was picked by the Minnesota Vikings. He played collegiately at NC State. The Tennessee Titans picked Jeffrey Simmons of Mississippi State. Now, Simmons got into a little altercation while in high school that was caught on video, but evidently is a great person. And we're going to get the thoughts of A to Z Sports Nashville in just a second as the Tennessee Titans picked up the MSU defensive tackle with the 19th selection. Noah Fant of Iowa went went to the Denver Broncos. Maryland's Darnell Savage Jr. was the 21st pick of the Green Bay Packers. Andre Dillard of Washington State, big offensive tackle. He went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Titus Howard of Alabama State, way to go. Hornets, they got the 23rd pick as the Texans picked up Howard. Josh Jacobs, another Crimson Tide player he's a running back for alabama he went to the oakland las vegas raiders marquise brown of ou wide receiver 
Hollywood Brown, they call him. He went to the Baltimore Ravens. Montez Sweat, another Mississippi State playmaker. He went to the Redskins and another MSU playmaker. Jonathan Abram went to the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. If you're, if you're thinking I'm repeating here, you're, you're kind of right. The Raiders and the New York Giants each had three first round picks, which was the first time two different teams had three selections in the first round in NFL draft history. The LA Chargers, Jerry Tillery becomes a Charger. He is a defensive tackle from Notre Dame. LJ Collier of TCU, defensive end. He goes to the Seattle Seahawks. The New York Giants traded up to get DeAndre Baker of Georgia. He's a cornerback and he'll be playing for the Giants. Caleb McGarry of Washington was picked by the Falcons. He's an offensive tackle. I think he plays center mostly. And the final selection on Thursday night went to the Super Bowl champ, New England Patriots, as they got Arizona State wide receiver Nikhil Harry as the 32nd pick in the first round. And a lot of names that maybe people thought would be picked in the first round were not picked. And I guess I'm looking at Drew Locke more than anybody since he was there in person and you didn't see his name called out at all and i gotta pick on oh gosh mel kuyper i don't know how this guy has a job and he screwed up so many drafts in my opinion through the years but here's the perfect example of why baltimore's on mel kuyper is horrible okay with four picks left i guess they were to pick number 29 pick number 29 so there were four more picks coming in the first round mel put up his best available selections he and he put up five players that could be uh, the best in his opinion available for the last four picks not one single one of these five players ended up being picked in those last four spots that's mel kuyper that's the great espn analyst for you and i know he's done this before and it's just very frustrating to see this guy all year long get all this Mel Kuyper's projection and prediction and blah, blah, blah. And he just screws it up that bad. Well, Kuyper arguably may have had a bad night screwing up, but did the Tennessee Titans, the home team, did they screw up with their selection in the NFL draft? Remember, they got a Mississippi State defensive stud, Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, as he was picked by Tennessee in last night's NFL draft. Austin Stanley and Zach Bingham host A to Z Sports in Nashville. You can go to their website, A to Z Sports Nashville, and pick up the show, podcast form, video form. They do an awesome job covering all things Tennessee-related sports, whether it's Vandy, the Vols, the Predators, the Titans, and some high school stuff, too. Do a great job there. And boy, just after the selection there in the first round of Simmons to the Titans, both of these guys had a lot to say about that. Let's listen in to their comments about the selection of Jeffrey Simmons to the Tennessee Titans. I don't think Jeffrey Simmons is a character problem. I think he had an awful moment and the worst moment in his lifetime. And hopefully you'd like to see somebody rebound but, from that. But on top of that, you have the injury. Sure. Does it look? But no, it's the first round selection, Austin. If they would have taken him, and I said this prior to the draft, if they would have taken Jeffrey Simmons in the second round and traded up and got him with value, then maybe that's justified. But they used their 19th overall pick, very important pick, to select a guy that can't help them for the first seven months. It's not that they. It's not that they just used their first round pick at 19 for this guy. It's that they did it 
with Montez Sweat on the board. Well, they, they did it with DK and, Metcalf, Hollywood Brown on the board still. And they did it in their own city. That that plays a part for me. Is uh, I don't know. It's a storyline. It's a big storyline. Is we've talked up and down for months on end about how to improve this football team and what the problems are. Now they've just added more question marks. You can't sit here and tell me Jeffrey Simmons is going to be unbelievable. He's first of all coming off of an ACL injury day one when he steps on the field. And number two, he's got to get over the PR disaster that he did in high school. And I, look, and we're going to have a chance to The talk. two guys that had the same, they were Miles Jack, right? But that was different. There's a difference in Miles Jack and Jalen Smith and Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah, the difference is around. No, they no, fell. That's, there's a difference. No, in the they injuries. fell exactly. out of the, ra- the first round. Okay, no. what were the injuries to, they, to Miles Jack? No, what they, was the injury? They were a first you know, you know round grade. Yeah, I know that. And what was the injury? And what did they end up getting picked at? In the second round. But what was the injury? That, but that's the big exactly. part. The injury was that Miles Jack has a knee that might not that might go out on him in four years. A to Z Sports chiming in on Simmons' selection, pick number 19 of the Tennessee Titans. And that's just kind of the fun of an NFL draft, man. People have a lot of things to say, and sometimes the fans and those like A to Z Sports are absolutely right. And then sometimes you just don't see the greatness that's when they're picked, what they can end up becoming. Tom Brady is the perfect example of that, as he was nowhere close to being a first-round pick many many years ago when we come back we're going to take it away from nfl talk here in nashville and we're going to go to marshland cleve marsh is going to join us and we're going to give the host chair to him for a few minutes and he'll have his outdoor feature he's got a special guest lined up john Gardenhire from south carolina is going to join cleve for a discussion of hunting and fishing as the y'all show music city edition nfl draft edition continues Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you or does someone you know sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And right now, get $100 off the purchase of a mattress when you text FIRM to 84888. Yes, $100 off, but only when you text FIRM to 84888. That's F-I-R-M to 84888. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms. Unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Use as directed. 
This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Make a living from walking in the woods. You can bet I'd be sitting pretty good high on a hill, looking at a field downwind. Thank you, General Raw, for having us here today on Marshland. I'm Cleve Marsh, and we are venturing out in the south. We're going to do all things Southern, just like John tells you. And I have a guest today who is a very serious fisherman from the Palmetto State, South Carolina. Welcome, John Gardner. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm just getting myself ready for a big fishing tournament we have on Saturday at Lake Waterree. Lake Waterree. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 glad to hear that you're still fishing. I believe that if I'm not mistaken, you have now been fishing more than thirty years in in and around South Carolina. Is that is that correct? Oh, a lot more than thirty. More than thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I started out when I was like nine or ten. My dad got me started, and I just got hooked on bass fishing back then, and just hadn't been able to shake it. So it's uh, it's been a long time. Is there any other kind of fishing? All right. Well, not to me, it's not. I mean, I used to brim fish a little bit. You know, I did. I was pretty successful with that, and we caught some crappy. And I remember when we had a lake house when I was a kid, the white bass school right out in front of our place all the time. But that largemouth bass has just got me hooked right there. It's a, it's a good sport. I enjoy it, and uh, a lot of competition. I understand uh the spirit of the largemouth bass. I don't know how you feel about it, but honestly, I, I think I'd rather go fishing and catch one good fish all day long than perch jerk, and that's what I call. Now, I will tell you, you've introduced a new word to some of our listeners. Crappy. Not oh, many yeah. people hear that word around here. <laughs> they use no. the generic crappie yeah crappie that's right i every time i hear that word i say no it's crappy not crappie you know but that's just the way i was brought up with it and it's always been crappy fishing to me exactly and and that's how it it was for me for years i fought these people in tennessee for years regarding <laughs> how to say that word and i finally gave up and, and yeah went to the crappie phenom john I understand you fished a tournament last weekend. Uh, I think you told me you got up kind of early in the morning and we didn't have much contact that day. Where did, yeah. where did, where did y'all fish? We fished out of uh, Lake Moultrie down at Lake, well, it's uh, Santee Cooper Lake. It's the lower lake in Santee Cooper. It, you know, it's attached to Lake Marion by about a seven-mile diversion canal that was dug years ago. And 
But anyway, that's why we put in at Blacksmith. We came up to the upper lake because the wind was blowing so hard. We ended up being in second place. We had four fish instead of five that weighed 18 and a quarter pounds. And my partner, he was, uh, he said, where you want to go? I said, I got a good spot we need to go to. So <laughs> we pulled up. He turned the motor off. I said, I've been catching some good fish right here now. So, first cast, I caught a six-and-a-half-pounder. Oh, John, you're hurting me, man. That'll, that'll bruise right there. A six-and-a-half. First cast. Six and a half, first cast. And he, so, we we high-five, and he's supposed to put it in live. Well, I cast out in the same spot, and I catch a six-pound bass on my second cast. Right? John, stop it now. People not going to believe this. Yeah, that's true, man. So, uh, but it took us the rest of the day until about 2 o'clock to catch the other two fish. We missed three bites, but uh, anyway, if we'd have had five, we'd have won the tournament. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, we it's a points thing, and right now we're leading the points. Uh, we're like 10 points ahead of second place and 30 points ahead of third, and it goes on down to 22. You know, but uh, anyway, it's just a club tournament. But this Saturday, we're fishing with the Carolina Bass Challenge, and it's a $10,000 first place purse. $10,000 first place. Yes, sir. So, uh, and we should have won the last one on Lake Murray last month. We uh, we had two real good fish on. We ended up weighing in four fish again at 13 and about three-quarter pounds, and it only took 21 pounds to win it. Wow. Back up to last weekend for just a second. Yes, you sir. you left Moultrie and went up the canal and went into Lake Marion? Yes, sir. I see. Where where did you, uh, just generally speaking, generally? Because I know you don't want to give away that big hole. Well, it, it's, uh, it's everybody. We had 20 other boats coming in and out of there all day. But it's in an area called Crappy Neck. Yep. It's right outside the canal going towards Rock Spawn area. Gotcha. The, the, gotcha. The wind was blowing ferocious, man. It was 25 and 30 mile an hour winds and gusting. Wow. So, it, we just had to go somewhere to get out the wind, get out and wind. it worked out good for us. So, what what were they? What was the hit on? Was the two big hits? What were they? No worm. I don't worm. worm. What kind yes, of worm? Sir, what kind of worm? It, it was a Magnum uh, Ultra Vibe made by Zoom, and the color was Scuppernon Candy. Oh, my. how long and I was put it? it? Pardon me. How long was that worm? It's about close to seven inches long. It's got a a funny looking V cut tail on it. Yeah, it's kind of like a paddle tail with a V cut out of it, so it's got a lot of action. To it. Gotcha, gotcha. Did when you was, did your partner fish the same thing all day? No, he was throwing just a regular worm, yeah, a Magnum uh, trick worm, which he likes to fish that, and that's what he caught the other two fish on. He caught the second two. I caught the first two. So he had he had two fish that weighed six pounds, and you had two fish that weighed twelve pounds. Well, yeah, pretty close. Right. Pretty close. Yeah, that, that was. It. Well, uh, but well, that's okay. It's a team thing, so we. You know, that's right. That's right. One, if, if he'll step up this weekend and bring his A game with him and and match your numbers from last weekend, you do the same thing. You guys have a great weekend up there. Yeah, I hope we will. I and see also the, it's a Skeeter sponsored um, tournament. So Skeeter Boats is sponsoring it. Yes, oh. they sponsor this, and it's uh if you have a Skeeter bass boat with a Yamaha on it, which I do, and you know with the Minn Kota and the low ramps and all that on it. If 
they give away three prize cash uh, three three prizes four prizes for the top four skeeter owners so oh. it doesn't matter where you finish in the point or in the place of the tournament it's who's got the skeeter point so it starts off four thousand three thousand two thousand and one thousand dollars so, so conceivably this could be a fourteen thousand dollar weekend and if you had big fish it'd be fifteen thousand hello darling yes Ooh, sir and, and what's so good about it is we qualified for the championship which is in october it's a two-day tournament and it's going to be on our lake lake marion um mm-hmm. fifty thousand first place in that one my goodness gracious so well, for I weekend angler stuff that excuse me excuse yeah me, you're right for a weekend angler, that's huge money right there, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. And how many tournaments will you fish a year, John? Well, with the club, we usually have 10, and then with the CDC, there's five. And then every now and then, we'll fish a little cat trail or, you know, some just open tournaments. So I'm usually fishing about 20, 25. It all depends. You gave you gave some letters in there from the what tournament, the C. The CBC, that's called the Carolina Bass Challenge. Ah, Carolina Bass Challenge. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to yeah, do a little man. reading up on that. That sounds like an outstanding thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you today, my guest is a pro bass fisherman by the name of John Gardenhire from the Palmetto State. And if I'm not mistaken, John, you're still living in the big city of Sumter, South Carolina. Is that correct? That's correct. I was born here right after the dinosaur left. <laughs> and that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> so I've been here since 1951, and they, they have tried to run me off a couple of times, and I just told them I wasn't going to leave. So Not going to leave. No, sir. John, I love it down here. I, I love it down there, too. The South Carolina's a wonderful state. John, about a year and a half or so ago, maybe two years now, I was reading a, a field and stream, I think it was, and they named Lake Marion as the number one large bass tournament lake in America. Did, did you That's, know about that? Yes, yes, it is. I'd have to say it's one of the largest, uh, one of the largest largemouth bass ter- uh, lakes in the country. Now you yep. got some out in Texas that are pretty good too, but overall in the southeast, uh, Lake Marion's probably the best. Well, I've caught five over ten pounds out of there in my lifetime. Great day in the morning. That's pretty good fishing, I'm telling you. Pretty good fishing. Yes, sir. Um, I, I read that article, and five fish limits were going 34, 35 pounds. That's correct. Five fish limits. And yes, there sir. Weren't, there weren't just one or two, like in the top three. They That's were right. filtering down like eighth and ninth, and they were doing 28, 30 pounds for five fish. That's gigantic. Yeah, yes, I, sir. It really is. I mean, you fish in some of these tournaments, and you catch 22 or 23 pounds, you think you got something. And then when you go in there, they hurt your feelings with 35 <laughs> or 36 pounds. You, know? <laughs> you don't even get a check. And you thought you did so good. But, uh, you know, the deal is on this bass fishing, and a lot of people – you know, it's got a lot to do with luck. But the pro- the good thing about it is, is once you have that luck to get on those fish, you got to have the experience to be able to set the hook right, set put the fish the in the boat. 
Exactly. And, but, you know, these sellers come in and they got 35 pounds of fish and they tell you, well, I only had six bites all day long. Well, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But the fella that comes in with 23 or 25 pounds of fish, he might have had 15 bites that day. He just didn't get the big bites. Didn't so, get the big bite. Right. Exactly. So, you know, he, he was just as good or better of a fisherman than the fella that only had six bites. He just got the bigger fish. But that's all in the game, man. I love to be lucky. I promise you, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Every day of the week, you're exactly right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cleve Marsh, and we're out in the south with Marshland on the Y'all Show. Thank you, General John Raw, for letting us be here. And, John, Garden Hire, talking to you again now. Do you yes, fish sir. out of state? Uh, sometimes I've been up to Lake Kerr, a car, as they call it, on the Virginia-North Carolina border. I've fished up there a couple of times. Uh, fish Parks Hill, which is the old strong Thurman Lake down on the coast or the border of South Carolina and Georgia. Mm-hmm. But I also have been up to that lake right up there in God's country at Clemson University, Lake Hartwell. Bless your so, heart. Bless yeah. your heart. <laughs> Just so you'll yeah. know, in your honor, I'm yeah. going to turn this glass up. And I'm going to take a little sip right now. I'm not going to tell anybody what it is. That doesn't need yeah. to be divulged. Okay. Here it comes, though. Listen carefully. I'm drinking. There's a tiger paw on one side. Yeah, I hear you. It says tiger's you. on the other side, and it's got a pretty little purple outline C. Yes, in sir. your honor today, but I'll tell you, I may be the number one Clemson fan in the state of Tennessee. That's for darn sure. Quick well, question now. Got yes, quick sir. question here. Uh, we're talking with John Gardenhire, pro bass fisherman from the state of South Carolina. John, have you ever had a serious alligator encounter? Well, yes, when I was a young fellow, my dad used to, we used to wade fish back before bass fishing really got as popular as it, yeah. as it is on Santee yeah. now. So we used to wade fish back in the early month of, well, actually the late part of March, first of April. Mm-hmm. The weather seemed to have been a lot of difference back then, but uh, yeah, I was wade fishing one day and my dad used to drop me off and then he'd take the boat around to the other side of the island and we'd meet up in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we used to catch the fish. You didn't release them back then. The limit was 10. And we'd put them on a stringer, bring them home, put the knife to them, you know, and fry them up and eat them. Yep. So uh, one day I'm I'm fishing, and I look over to my left over there, and there's an alligator. Well, that didn't, it didn't bother me that much because I'd seen them before. So I started walking away from the alligator, and I'm catching fish and putting them on that stringer. I look back, and that alligator then got a little bit closer. Uh-oh. So I called my dad. I'm hollering, Bill, Bill, the gator's on me. He said, don't worry. He's not going to bother you. I said, yeah, but he's coming close. He <laughs> said, he's not going to bother you. So I'm putting these fish on the stringer now. I want to go back just for a second. The stringer that I had on was one of his favorite ones. It was an expensive stringer. It had a rope with the slip metal sleeves on it, you know. Yeah. yeah. And he told me, he said, now you guard this thing with your life. <laughs> So I got about seven bass on my stringer, and I look up, and that alligator is probably, I'm guessing, 20 yards from me. The closest I've ever had one. And he looked like he might have been about eight or nine feet long. That's enough right there, I'm telling you. So I climbed, I climbed up in the tree, <laughs> and I left the stringer hanging on the tree uh-huh. just to get it out of the way. So that gator came over there and grabbed that stringer of fish and you- took it off. You are kidding me. No, and my dad, he came around and he said, 
where's the game? I said, he got the fishing gone. He got my stringer. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing yeah. in the tree up there, John? <laughs> yeah, that doggone gator, he scared me now. I'm telling you, it had me scared. I was just a look. I was probably 10, 11 years old. Oh, my you know, There wasn't no way I was going to challenge that alligator. It's a good thing you were where you could shinny up a tree today. It no. would be a different story. That's right. Be a That's different exactly one for me, right. for sure. All right, two more questions here. First yes, of all, fishing tips for folks who want to go to South Carolina and catch big bass. If you were going to send right. them, I figure you're going to send them to Lake Marion. And what are you going to tell well, them? Well, that's a good place to go is Lake Marion. There's a place across, well, they call it the swamp, but it's called Stump Hole. It's got a lot of trees in it. It looks like the swamp. You can put in at a public landing right there near Stump Hole Landing, which is on the Ellery side of Santee. Mm-hmm. Or you could go to Pax Landing and fish the swamp down there. But the biggest problem with Santee is full of stumps, so you have to be very careful. But if you want to get out and go where I had the alligator encounter and stuff, it's in around Rocks Pond, Spires area. It's on the lower end of the lake. Yep. That's usually some good fishing down there. It's not as thick as swamp. It's got sandy bottom. Uh, a lot more shallow water. So right now is a good time over there fishing around those cypress trees. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, it'd be a good time. Well, it's shallow, three to five feet. Well, you know, okay. if they were going to fish in three to five feet, what exactly would you want them to fish with? I'd throw a worm or a jig, spin a bait, something like that. Spin a bait, spin a bait. Yes, sir. How about any any little shallow run crankbaits come to mind or well uh, crack square bills would be good. Yeah. Um I like the crawfish or the bait fish colors, you know, it yeah. The red, uh the green with the silver, all that, you know, those are good colors. I enjoy the Actually. crawfish color myself. I that's that's one of my faves when I go uh after something that I'd like to keep and eat, if you know what yeah. I'm saying. Well, you know, to quote a young man by the name of Bill Dance, fish often learn something on every outing and just be confident and believe you can catch a fish. I think you've got that attitude, John, and I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today on Marshland as we venture out in the south. And I want to invite you back, and we'll do this again real soon. I think probably we're going to have to have an update sometime in the near future on what you did on this tournament this coming weekend. That could be a a barnstormer, and I'd, I'd sure like to hear you do well. And... I'd like to thank you especially for joining us today. And thank you, General John Rawl, for having us here. And I'd like to tell everyone out there, get out in the South. Direct from Nashville, home of the 2019 NFL Draft, this is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. And we're getting the party started with Party Crowd this hour from David Lee Murphy. She was breaking mine So for the sake of her feelings And the sake of my pride I told her not to worry about me So I'm sitting here Soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming back 
Laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around But we sure did We're in Nashville Blip, 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 blip Nashville, Tennessee Where we just don't care if the dancing over here Are fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Help me out now Everybody sing right here in Nashville And wherever you are For a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out loud where the smoke's so thick The blues can't hang around Oh, but we got the second hour of the Y'all Show on this Friday from Music City There at the dancing over here Looking for David Lee Murphy here in Nashville I Hadn't seen him yet Hope he's doing good I'm not sure if he's an NFL fan or not Of course, he's lived in Middle Tennessee for, what, 25, 30 years now The Illinois native originally But David Lee we're not going to hold that against you. This is the Y'all Show, and we are in the home of the 2019 NFL Draft. We're having a wonderful time and just bringing such good information and good fun to you, we hope, as you wind the work week down. And, hey, we've got to play another David Lee Murphy tune for you to get you in the NFL Draft mode. If you stayed up late last night watching the first round, perhaps you want to continue having a good time tonight or throughout the weekend as the draft continues from here in Music city this song here will go a long way for that it's david lee and dust on the bottle trio williams lived down a dirt road he made homemade wine like nobody i know i dropped by one friday night and said can you help me creole i got a little girl waiting on me and i want to trade it right he said i got what you need son is me Stepped down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb As he turned on the light He said There might be A little dust on the bottle But don't let it fool you About what's inside 
Friday free for y'all. It's the y'all show. And that was the second of two DLM tunes recorded right here in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're glad to have that. We're in the home of the 2019 NFL draft. We had plenty of coverage in the first hour. If you missed any of that, you can go to our podcast options to find out all about the y'all show. You can go to the Apple iTunes podcast, which is the little purple icon on the smartphone or on an iPad. We're also on the TuneIn radio app and the iHeartRadio apps. Check it out. So many easy ways for you to catch up with y'all, whether you're listening to us right now on one of our wonderful radio stations throughout Dixie, or if you're getting us in podcast form, appreciate the listen. We're bringing you a combination of good NFL coverage and a little Southern coverage here on the Y'all Show. I thought today we would take it away from Nashville for this next song because I got some criticism a few weeks ago here on the Y'all Show. We're all about Southern music, Southern history, Southern food. Anything Southern, we're, we're all about here on this show, or if we're not, we try to be. And if you catch us red-handed and we're not being too Southern, we want to know about it. And, and there's a couple of ways for you to do that. You can email us, y'allshow at yall.com. Say, hey, John, you're a darn Yankee. You're not being very Southern. That's fine. Email us. Or if you have a, a criticism or a suggestion, then you can call or text our number. It's 803-816-1170. Making it very easy for you to connect to us. And a couple of weeks ago, we had a listener tell me, hey, you claim to be Southern, but you hadn't played any Zydeco music. Well, actually, you're right on that, but I got to pick on you, listener. You misspelled Zydeco. You put it to Z-Y-D-E-G-O, Zydeco. Maybe some people spell it that way, but I'm pretty sure Zydeco is spelled Z-Y 
D-E-C-O. And today, it's your lucky day, listener. We're going to give you a good Zydeco tune to close out your work week. Now, if you're not familiar with Zydeco, it's a music genre that evolved in southwest Louisiana by French Creole speakers. And Zydeco blends blues, rhythm and blues, and music from the indigenous cultures to the Louisiana Creoles and the native people of Louisiana. And it's got a very distinct sound, and a lot of it is Cajun-influenced. And it comes from two forms of, that are frequently influenced each other. And it has this great sound that comes, again, from right in the heart of the Louisiana Creole French region of that state. And we're excited to tell you and let you hear about it. And you've got acts who've been making this music for a long time, going way back to around Opelousas, Louisiana. You had Creole musicians that kind of helped give birth to Zydeco music. And you had other acts. Of course, it hasn't become a, a massive, massive music form in my opinion we've only seen a few artists kind of had some commercial success we're going to play one of those artists in just a second and and let you know all about this particular act that had a couple of songs in fact i would call them kind of the rolling stones of zydeco music and that's buckweek zydeco but i'll tell you what my first experience and and this is considered one of the most popular songs in zydeco music it goes back to the 1980s and i remember hearing this on a country music station this actually got to be kind of a a hit song called don't mess with my toot toot and it was a a great little tune put out by rockin sydney and this song ended up being i think a top 20 hit for rockin sydney who we lost way too young he died way back in 1998 at the age of 59 as he was a Zydeco singer and had his career based there, Louisiana died in Lake Charles, like I said, back in 1998. But Rockin' Sydney kind of was my introduction, and probably for a lot of you, your introduction to Zydeco. In fact, Tutu ended up being his, of course, biggest song, but it was really probably the biggest selling song in Zydeco history. Well, there's an act that called Buckwheat Zydeco that also has had great success and the lead singer of that was Stanley Joseph Durrell Jr. And unfortunately, he passed away just a few years ago. Back in 2016, he died in Lafayette at the age of 68. But, of course, Buckwheat Zydeco kind of got a, a familiar name, if you know anything about Americana music. And they've had a, a couple of songs in the career there, Buckwheat Zydeco. And before Durrell died with lung cancer in 2016, he had quite a repertoire with albums coming out way back in 1979 up until 2009. Was that uh, 30 years of making great music, great Zydeco music? And there's a couple of tunes that he recorded that I thought about playing, but I wanted to play something that would stand out and something that I think most of you would enjoy. And that's exactly what we're going to do here on the Y'all Show today. We're going to go back to a song that he recorded twice in the mid-80s. And we're going to let you hear a little bit of of kind of what this song is all about. It's called Hot Tamale. And here are some of the lyrics that Buckwheat Zydeco sang about when they had this, oh, back in the mid-80s, like I said, when this was out on the radio and a lot of people were tuning in. Lyrics included, I got a gal, she's a country gal. When it comes down to loving me, she knows what I do. You love me, honey, in the morning. Love me late at night when it comes to loving me, yeah. She's mine, all mine. My hot tamale baby, hot tamale baby. 
Hey, I'll let Buckwheat Zydeco take it over from here and let you hear the rest of the song. Enjoy this hot tamale on y'all. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You want it all night. Love me in the morning. Love me in the evening. Come and at night. I get everything right. With hot tamale, baby. Oh, no. 
And that's one of the more recognized what's called Zydeco songs out there from one of the big acts in Zydeco history, Buckwheat Zydeco and Hot Tamale Baby, getting you in the mood for the weekend. Well, we are in Nashville, and I'm not sure how much Zydeco music can be found around here, but appreciate the listener for letting us know, hey, we need to give Zydeco a spin, and that's exactly what we did. Thanks to Buckwheat Zydeco. When we come back on y'all, we're going to shift over from some great Zydeco sounds to the sound of hashtag Hullabaloo Friday edition, NFL Draft edition, and that's up next. Stay with us. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 6565 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T dot com, promo code 6565. Avant.com, code 6565. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair, but cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel. As a wise and educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Suffering needlessly with allergy symptoms, unwise. Getting a free 10-day sample of Zizol, quite wise. Zizol is the allergy medicine that's just as effective at hour 24 as at hour 1, which makes getting a free 10-day sample one of the wisest things you can do. So don't be unwise. Be wise all and visit Zizol.com for your free sample today. Users directed. We are in Draftsville. Welcome back. It's the Y'all Show Friday edition with your host, the General John Rawl back here in a town that I spent a long time in and try to get back here as often as I can. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, the capital of the state of Tennessee and the regional hub as well. Of course, Middle Tennessee kind of all works its way to, to Nashville these days. And we're excited to be here covering the 2019 NFL Draft. Last night was round one. You got rounds two and three going on this evening and then more rounds coming your way Saturday. And a lot of fun, a lot of excitement, a lot of people who have nothing to do with the NFL making a break to Music City for this week's draft. 
And in the spirit of the NFL draft, we start hashtag hullabaloo today. And our first tweet we find on the worldwide webdom comes from Levectus at Levectus. Levectus is a radio producer and is an employee, evidently, of Cumulus Media out of Atlanta. They have a presence here in Music City, USA. And let's let's see what Levectus put out this week. He says, so a quick question. If all the security and law enforcement going to be on lower Broadway, all hands on deck, who is protecting the rest or most of the other half of the city of Nashville? Hashtag NFL Draft 2019. That's a darn good question. And and I, I haven't been all throughout downtown Nashville this week. I'm kind of trying to stay away from downtown. I'm just on the outskirts of downtown Nashville with, with this show today having a good time but not really wanting to dive headfirst into the draft no reason to i don't want to be hanging out with three hundred thousand people i'll just take 30 30 people is good enough for me but uh, that's a good question and that's the the question that i guess we'll find out after the weekend's over and they do an after review report and and find out did the police do the right thing by over protecting downtown nashville probably so Hopefully all the best. Uh, you know, you, with today's world, the sick world we live in at times, if you don't believe me, just go back and look at what happened in Sri Lanka on Easter Sunday. And I know in this country, our law enforcement, who do a wonderful job, are going to be extremely proactive. And we, we hope nothing happens throughout the weekend in Nashville with the NFL draft or anywhere in the South. And we, again, have our thoughts and prayers with all those in Sri Lanka who Many were simply going to church on Easter Sunday, worshiping their Lord, and they ended up being slaughtered. Uh, just a, a tough thing. And sometimes we have to ask, how, how could that happen in, in this world? But this is unfortunately not the first time that this kind of madness has happened. We've had horrible tragedies like this, not to that scale, in a church at least, right here in this part of the country. Again, we want to keep all those victims and their families in mind from Sri Lanka. Next up on the hashtag color blue on this Friday edition comes from even woods gunner and even as a singer and a dancer and an actor living out my dreams in the concrete jungle. All right. Even here, here, here's what you got. You wrote flying home to New York city with a barbecue sandwich and sweet tea in hand. Hashtag Southern. Are you suggesting uh, that even that you can't get a barbecue sandwich and a delicious glass of sweet tea in New York City? You probably are suggesting that. And I hope you enjoyed your time in the South. I don't know where you were flying from back to New York City, but chances are wherever you were, you had a darn good barbecue sandwich, which I think I haven't been to the Nashville airport in a while or flown out of it. Speaking of this part of the world, we have a chain that's kind of local to Middle Tennessee called Wits Barbecue, of which I'm a fan. I really am. And Wits does something that I have not often done in my life. They put slaw on their barbecue sandwich. Now, you don't have to get the slaw. You can tell them to hold it. But they put a really good, I think it's a mustard slaw on a barbecue sandwich. And it's it's really good. And I'm pretty sure Wits has a presence in the Nashville International Airport. I'm pretty sure they do. In fact, the Nashville Airport, about uh, eight months ago, 
went out of their way to kind of bring local cuisine to the terminals there at the international airport. So if it's not wits, I bet you you can find some other great local barbecue joints queue served up in the Nashville International Airport, also known as BNA. Now, even Woods Gunner, I'm not sure if you were flying out of Nashville, but if you were, maybe you got that delicious Wits barbecue sandwich. And Wits, to their credit, and I need to go check out a Wits before I leave Middle Tennessee for the NFL draft coverage that we're doing today. In addition to having good barbecue, Wits has good sweet tea, or as I have it oftentimes, good half and half sweet tea. And so that is a good idea there, even Woods Gunner. Now, while I'm in Middle Tennessee, and while I'm in the home of this particular chain restaurant, I got to give them a shout out, okay? How about O'Charlie's? I went to O'Charlie's last night for the first time in a while. Now, that is a company based out of the Nashville area, and they've been around a long time. I remember in the 90s, they were one of the more popular places to go to get some really good chicken tenders, and they still have great tenders. In fact, I know I'm not making this up. They do such a darn good job with their chicken tenders that they actually package O'Charlie's honey mustard dressing that you have with your tenders in grocery stores. They have really, really good honey mustard sauce. Do it do it good here in Nashville. But I went to an O'Charlie's for the first time in a while with my friend Steve Ludwig of y'all.com, and we had a, a great evening and a great discussion while I was here in Middle Tennessee, MT. And uh, I decided to have the combination of chicken tenders and barbecue ribs while at said O'Charlie's. And they have, as one of their options for the ribs, Carolina Gold Barbecue Sauce. Now, that is the mustard-based barbecue sauce that is famous, not only in my native South Carolina, but specifically in the county that I'm from, Lexington County, South Carolina. So you can go to O'Charlie's now and get a taste of Lexington County with your barbecue. And I had it, and it was really good. A good quality rib, in my opinion, and really good good chicken tenders plus the salad was good the 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 rolls they brought out were darn good they even had good fries and to top it off no 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 i was gonna say to top it off they had really good sweet tea but let me tell you what really topped it off at o'charlie's now i can't speak for every single location of this nashville based chain (laughs) but on wednesdays at this one and it's probably common throughout the entire franchise they have free desserts on Wednesdays when you go there. And so both Steve and I got slices of pecan slash pecan pie. We had other choices, but he and I both kind of centered on that pecan pie. And it was good. It had a little whipped cream to go along with it or cool whip, I guess. Might have been. what I don't know what it wasn't ice cream, but it was it was really good, and it was a lot bigger than I expected them to give. It was like a real slice of pecan pie, not a little mini slice. So I, I got to give a good good thank you to O Charlie's. You you impressed me, and I've got to get back to an OC's real soon. Now, even Woods Gunner, going back to your tweet, maybe you had a rib barbecue sandwich from O Charlie's and a little O Charlie's tea with you while you went back to NYC, which I bet you. 
I bet you they don't have an O'Charlie's in New York City. We got O'Charlie's near Ashland City, but I doubt we got them in New York City. But I don't know. I haven't been to their website lately and checked it out. With barbecue in mind, we bring up our next tweet here on hashtag Hullabaloo. Welcome in. By the way, this is y'all. In case you're tuning in, you're like, what in the heck is this guy talking about? Well, this is a show where we talk about the South. And we're proud of the South. And we're proud of our Southern barbecue and we, we actually like the people who make our barbecue, too. And some of them are kind of famous, which leads me to this tweet. It comes from Robert J. Wilson, who is an actor and is involved also with uh, directing. And Robert J. Wilson on Twitter writes, Who is this sexy Southern barbecue daddy on Live Kelly Ryan right now? Now, he's talking about the show Live with Kelly and Ryan that comes on. On TV, syndicated, of course, a long time ago, it was Regis and Kathy Lee. But I had to do some research, Robert, to find out what in the world you were talking about. But sure enough, earlier this week, Kelly and Ryan did some barbecuing with four-time world barbecue champion Myron Mixon during Spring Has Sprung Week. Now, I had to find out a little bit more about Myron. In fact, I've seen Mr. Mixon on television before. He's kind of a one of the more famous barbecue faces out there. And he is from Unadilla, Georgia, which is kind of in the middle part of Georgia. In fact, Mixon was elected mayor of Unadilla and was sworn in for a four-year term in January of 2016. So forgive me, it's Mayor Myron Mixon, Triple M, from Unadilla, Georgia. And uh, he has done a great job cooking barbecue in fact he's got a new book called bbq and a with myron mixon and it's out actually coming out it comes out in a couple weeks may 7th it's going to cost you 29.99 to get the hardcover version of this book it's called the ultimate guide to barbecue myron mixon george's own barbecue maestro with a book coming out soon but he was on kelly and and ryan seacrest show this week as the barbecue champion goes all over the world for cooking competitions and it's it can be a a very worthy thing if you if you win the right kind of competitions and uh one question asked in the book and from fans also is what does championship barbecue taste like and if you want to get more specific how can i get a smoke ring to go all the way around my brisket Questions that Myron gets and answers. And again, his new book, BBQ&A with Myron Mixon. And he was on the show this week promoting that. So, Robert, that's who that guy was on live with Kelly and Ryan on TV. And we're glad that you could tune it in. And a good shout out to Unadilla, Georgia. That's spelled U-N-A-D-I-L-L-A. Unadilla, Georgia. I've seen that town for a long time, but never really heard it pronounced until I had to go. As we do here on the Y'all Show, we go out of our way for our customers and our, our listeners. And, and I found out how to properly pronounce Unadella, Georgia. Mimi Wells is on Twitter at M-I-M-I underscore Wells, a teacher, a writer, a wife, and a mama. And she vents in her tweet. She says, bless your heart in the streets. Okay. Fluent in sarcasm. And she says, you've been warned. So let's find out what Mimi Wells is saying this week on social media. She writes, how I know I'm Southern today, I'm baking 
Every recipe from the women in my family that requires nuts is understood to mean pecans. All right. Or pecans. I have to constantly, I've told you how to pronounce Unadilla. Here on the Y'all Show, I've got to remind myself and others that we are by pecan, by P-E-C-A-N. We, we say it both ways, pecan and pecan. Okay. We're very diverse here on the Y'all Show. And Yes, when you say nuts in your case, Mimi, and you might have been cooking something up for Easter, pecans is a good good, good choice, of course. You know, here in this part of the world, we have a lot of peanuts, and there's no, I guess, debate on how to pronounce that word, peanuts. Peanuts? Peanuts or peanuts? Yeah, I think most people call it peanuts. I don't think that's what we talk about. But how many recipes really out there call for plain peanuts? If you think about it, Peanuts is not used a lot in baking. I don't know why that is. I guess peanut butter might be used some, but we need to do a little bit better job of finding ways to work in peanuts, not pecans or almonds even, but peanuts into more delicacies. Does that sound like a good good idea to y'all? I know McDonald's has found a way to include it, like under hot fudge sundaes. They got the chopped up peanuts there, but yeah, other desserts for whatever reason and or other dishes just don't use a lot of peanuts in my peanutty opinion okay but we appreciate mimi for clarifying that she ain't talking about peanuts she's talking about pecans pecans or pecans as i found out (laughs) andrea is on twitter and she's a wife and a dog mama and a pirate alum i assume she's talking about the east carolina pirates and her handle on Twitter is at A-F-L-E-T-C-H-M. And she writes, ham, green beans, potato salad, curried rice salad, Watergate salad, deviled eggs, and hummingbird cake. Hashtag Southern. All right. I need to do some real quick research. Those are two things that I've never heard of in my life. Watergate salad and hummingbird salad so bear with me here as i type a little thing here finding out what in the world she's talking about with watergate salad all right here's watergate salad also referred to as green goddess or pistachio delight it's got crushed pineapple in juice but not syrup and a bunch of instant pistachio pudding mix shredded coconut chopped pecans not pecans mini marshmallows whipped topping and more it looks really really delicious watergate salad now i've heard of pistachio delight it's just another nickname for this thing but watergate salad i wondered if it had anything to do with the famous watergate building in dc that helped bring down president nixon not sure about that now let me type here as i talk to my friends here on y'all show hummingbird salad what the what the heck is that and I'm going to go to Publix.com. they got a recipe for hummingbird salad right there on their website. It calls for an unripe banana, olive oil, white wine vinegar, lemon juice, and croutons mixed in. Again, you can go to Publix's website. they got a recipe on their apron section for hummingbird salad. It says it takes 10 minutes to make this. And it, this looks more like a real salad that would have lettuce included in it i think but uh two things to think about next time you're in the kitchen hummingbird salad 
and Watergate salad. And perhaps that helped make for a yummy Easter meal for you, Andrea, when you were fixing things up a couple of days ago. Next up on hashtag hullabaloo is a tweet from Narcissistic Iconoclast. I like that. The Twitter handle handle is at C.A. Payne, P-A-Y-N-E, 18. And they write on Twitter, Before the Civil War, seven of the eight richest states in America were Southern. At the end of the Civil War, four million people were freed. Guess who freed them? Guess where they went? And guess what the next richest states were? The Democrat South sucked, and history proves this, okay? Now, I'm not exactly sure what your point here is, Mr. or Mrs. or Mrs. Narcissistic Iconoclast, but you're right, as far as I know it, I don't I don't want to say you're a hundred percent right, but you're pretty much right from what I know, and I'm a Civil War buff, but I'm no expert historian. I don't have the degrees to prove that I'm a Civil War historian, but I'm just a guy who's loved it for forty years, okay? And yes, the South, because of the cotton industry, it was extremely wealthy in the days before the Civil War. Probably the richest section in the entire world at that time. King Cotton, no doubt about it. And the Civil War destroyed the South. And arguably, the South in many places has not recovered from something that happened more than 150 years ago. Yes, as a result of the war, slavery came to an end. There's no doubt about that. Now, here's where I'm going to pick on narcissistic kind of class. I don't know what your political leaning is today, but a lot of times Republicans try to throw Democrats under the bus for what happened in the 1860s and the 1960s. And that's just, that's a a cheap shot, okay? Because frankly, what was called Republicans and Democrats 150 years ago, it has nothing to do with today's modern political climate. I don't even know why we still have those names, Republican and Democrat, because if you know anything about the early days of our country, we had a whole bunch of parties that changed names or died, and another party came back from the Federalist to the other parties that I can't even think of. I think they had they had something before that was called Republican, but it wasn't the same Republican that we know of today, the party of Lincoln, for example. And look, for 100 years in the South, people detested Abraham Lincoln so much that there was no way they were going to call themselves a Republican. A lot of people in the South still don't like Abraham Lincoln. I have my issues with him myself because um, I'm a, I like Jefferson Davis. But yeah, Lincoln was the 16th president. And I understand that, but maybe, maybe, maybe Jeff Davis was the 16th and a half president. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, I'm I'm bringing this up today here on y'all on this Friday. To try to tell people who always try to give shade to Republicans of today, like, well, we're the party that freed the slaves. We're, we're the party of Lincoln. Eh, that's really co- totally irrelevant. And Democrats, I'm not trying to be a Democratic defender here. The Democrats of today have zero to do with the Democrats of the 1960s and the 1860s. So I don't know wh- how anybody with the same brain tries to bring that up all the time. It's just a poor excuse, in my poor excuse opinion. All right, that is a look at some of our hashtag hullabaloo. Let's tell you a few gifs, some gif fun before we close up. 
here's one I found that was pretty funny. It says, B, it's a sign that says, being cremated is my last hope for a smoking hot body. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Here's another one from Southern Living. It says, Southern Living, life is good in the South, and it's not just the weather, it's the people. Southerners know how to live with an attitude of gratitude. We take things slow, enjoy every day, and make the most of what we have. That's kind of what life in the South is all about. And here in the South, we're proud to to echo that again. Talking about the life in the South, life is good in the South, and it's not just the weather, it's, it's the people. Southerners know how to live with an attitude of gratitude. We take things slow, enjoy every day, and make the most of what we have. Amen. Amen. And finally, here is our last gif that I'm going to read here. And I want to keep keep you in mind that on Thursday, we had Haley Evans as a guest. She wrote the new book, Hung Up, Why You Should Put the Phone Down and Other Life Advice. And encourage you to go in our podcast archives and listen to the great interview with Haley. But in the spirit of Haley, I got to read this final gif for the week. It says, social media has made too many of you comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the mouth for it. You're right on that. In the old days, if you said something, it was usually in person and you would have a little Southern justice, for, ex- for, for example, if uh, if you really tick somebody off. You can't really punch them in the mouth if you're doing it over Twitter or Facebook. But yeah, th- those days sadly might just be gone where we, some people need punching in the mouth, let's be honest with you, or a good paddling on the behind at the very least (laughs) and that's a a quick look at social media in our nashville edition nfl draft edition of the y'all show when we come back because we talked about the nfl in great detail in hour one we're going to have a little college news to wrap up the week we've got some movie news and a quick look at the nba playoffs that's ahead as we wrap up this y'all edition friday style A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 1717. That's promo code 1717 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Back now for the final segment of this Y'all Friday edition from Nashville. Our NFL draft coverage winding down. And I want to thank y'all again for being with us here. Y'all on the road. Hey, if you're not in Nashville this weekend, but you're looking for a good time, just a handful of movies hitting the theaters that we want to tell you about. Avengers Endgame is in theaters this weekend, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, and Chris Hemsworth. A big-time sci-fi action-adventure thriller and should be a big hit, I bet, this weekend in the box office category. Also out this weekend is The White Crow, and that is a Lewis Hoffman. He stars in that, the story of Rudolph Nureyev's defection 
to the west also out is the documentary be natural the untold story of alice blushe that is out this weekend now to some college sports talks here on the y'all show so we don't want to do this in the first hour but since we were talking so much about the nfl's coverage the draft here in nashville I want to quickly tell you that there's currently no talks to expand the college football playoff as they're having the spring meetings of college football executives this week in Irving, Texas. No talks to expand it during the annual CFP meetings held in Big D. Now to LSU, and newly reinstated basketball coach Will Wade has agreed to an amended contract that includes a stipulation in his contract that allows the university to fire him with calls if he's found to have committed a level one or level two Violation. Now, he was reinstated to the head coach at LSU on April 16th. They've got a new AD in Baton Rouge. But for right now, he's agreed to an amended clause as part of his contract. And for right now, Will Wade is firmly entrenched as the head coach of the LSU basketball program. College baseball this weekend. A look at some of your top 25 teams in action. Mississippi State and Georgia have a top 10 matchup going on at Duty Noble in Starkville this weekend. NC State's ranked 14th. They'll be in South Bend to take on the Irish of Notre Dame. A top 20 matchup in Mississippi as the Sharks of the University of Mississippi welcome in the Texas A&M Aggies ranked 6th in the country. Big game in the state of Texas this weekend as the Baylor Bears visit TCU. Miami and Virginia Tech get together in Coral Gables. The Oklahoma State Cowboys are in the top 25. They're in Lubbock to take on number 18 Texas Tech. Top 20 matchup in Fayetteville at Baum Stadium as the Hogs have the Tennessee Vols, who were number 20 in for a series this weekend. Number 12, East Carolina has the Tulane Green Wave surging in to Greenville for a series this weekend. Number 16, UNC and UVA have a series in Chapel Hill. Right here in Nashville, number 5, Vanderbilt has number 25, Auburn in town on West End for a series this weekend. Louisville is going out of conference this weekend. The fellows from Normal, Alabama, the Alabama A&M Bulldogs, will be taking on Dan McDonald's number 7-ranked Louisville Cards in Louisville this weekend. Alabama hosts number 13 LSU in T-Town this weekend. Texas hosts number 17 West Virginia in Austin. Clemson is at number 11 Georgia Tech there at the Rusty Sea in downtown Atlanta. And that is a look at some of your top 25 teams in the South going on this weekend in the sport of college baseball. Major League Baseball this weekend. The Cards of St. Louis have Cincinnati along the Arch of St. Louis for a series this weekend. The Houston Astros and the Cleveland Indians have a series. The Washington Nats welcome in the San Diego Padres for a series along the Potomac. The Tampa Bay Rays, the leaders of the AL East, will be in Beantown to take on the Boston Red Sox. The Miami Marlins will be in Philly as they have a series with the Phils. The Royals have the LA Angels in KC for a series. Atlanta welcomes in Colorado, and the Texas Rangers will be visiting the Seattle M's for a series in Major League Baseball this weekend. Golf, it's the Zurich Classic of New Orleans taking place in golf this weekend. This is the kind of unusual tournament where you actually have two players teamed up as part of a team, and kind of a fun, kind of different thing to see in the sport of golf going on this weekend. And in the NBA, Golden State and L.A. will have Game 6 in that series going on. It's a chance for the Warriors to knock out the Clippers and advance to Round 2 if they're able to pick up a win. And that is a 
uh, kind of quick look at the NBA. And that also is a quick look at all things sports here and also what's going on this weekend in our final segment of this Friday edition of Y'all from Nashville. Again, thank y'all for letting us come here and kind of cover some of the draft stuff. Hopefully your favorite player, maybe someone from your favorite college team got picked by a team and is going to go and do great things in the professional sport of football. That's what, that's just that's awesome stuff. And we're just glad to be able to, to kind of share all that with you here on this Y'all edition on the road. We'll be right back here Monday. Have a great weekend. From Dixie with Love is going to take us away from Nashville and, and back to our comfort zone. Thanks for listening to Y'all with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent. And we're on the clock.